Welcome to the Messy Wonderful Podcast, where we're spilling all the deets on how we travel with little kids and a bigger family, plus tons of insight into our family's adjustment to our oldest son's diagnosis with autism at age three. Hey y'all, I'm Kimberly, wife, mom to three kids ages five and under, full-time CPA, and now blogger. So grab your coffee, glass of wine, it's a Diet Dr. Pepper for me, and let's do those dishes, the laundry, chauffeur those kids around, or whatever you have on your task list today. We'll do it together because life may be messy, but it's oh so wonderful. Hey y'all, welcome back. I am so excited for today's episode that we are going to be talking about our top three tips for traveling with infants and toddlers. And I wanted to start with this topic because I think that so many people, so many parents automatically assume that they have to stop traveling when they have kids. And I just, Chance and I don't believe that that is true. Does it change the way that you travel? Does it change possibly where you're going to travel or even when you're going to travel? Yes, of course, all of those things will look a little different, but you can totally do this. You can easily adjust and adapt your travel to start doing it with your kids. Now, there are a lot of things that go into traveling, especially with an infant, when they need bottles and they're not quite eating the food that you're eating yet, they still need diapers, they might be taking one to two naps a day. Obviously, you have to do a lot more planning. And neither of us grew up with, I guess you might call them planned itinerary trips, right? That's kind of what we call them. Neither of us really had that. So that probably was one of the biggest changes that we had to make an adjustment for when we started traveling with Hunter when he was born and he was an infant. But I want to get into the three tips today that I think are the some of just the ones that have had the biggest impact on making our travel with the kids more enjoyable. Because that's the whole goal, right? If you're traveling just to travel and you're not walking away thinking, man, that was such a fun trip. Wow, what great memories we made. Or you look back at the pictures a year later and and all those memories come flooding back to you, right? That's the goal of the memories that you're creating with the experiences of traveling with your kids. So first up, less is more. Less is more, y'all. Remember Probably back in your vacation days, pre-kids, you would jam-pack your day with however much stuff you could fit in. I know Chance and I, we were the ultimate weekend warriors. Leave it on a Friday, back on a Monday, heck, sometimes even a Sunday. And y'all, we could do some stuff in those two to three days of vacation. That absolutely does not work with kids. Ask me how I know. We tried this. It doesn't work. So you need to think about you cannot fit as much things in a day as you would normally with kids. It's just not possible. And I want you to think about 
picking one main thing to do each day of your vacation. And then you can have a backup idea. And your backup idea can be used if the day is going really well. Everybody slept well the night before. Everyone's happy. Maybe you run ahead of schedule. So it gives you more time to go to that second destination or activity, whatever it might be. But by far and large, when you're traveling with an infant and or a toddler, you really want to focus on just one activity each day. And you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to have to be rushing out of the hotel room. You don't want to be rolling in at 10 p.m. that night. That's really tough on little kids. So when you're thinking about this, when you're picking a destination, when you're planning the activities at that destination, when you're thinking about how long you're going to go on this trip for, I want you to always come back to center and remember that less is more. The next really great tip that we've learned is to find a playground. This is sometimes easier than others, depending on where you're going for your vacation. But we love finding a playground because usually they're free. And y'all, I'm just talking a local playground. They're usually free. It lets them get their energy out. They can be outside. Again, this is going to depend on where you are, the time of year. Even though it's probably slides and swings and maybe a merry-go-round or a seesaw if you're lucky. It's all new to them. And our kids love to go to the playground and they especially love going to a new playground. Now, if you can't find a playground, an outdoor playground, a local community playground, because maybe based on where you're staying, that's just not an option that's available to you. Or perhaps the weather will not allow you to play outside because maybe it's gonna be 10 degrees outside. And if you're from the South like us, your kids would freeze maybe you find an indoor playground. And unfortunately, a lot of times with indoor playgrounds, you will have to pay, you'll have to buy a ticket for them. But nonetheless, I promise it's something that your kids will have so much fun doing because it's something that they enjoy. And it's something that even though it's a different playground, which makes it new and exciting, it's something that's sort of familiar to them. So when everything's up in the air and they've been going through a lot of changes with the travel, a playground can be very familiar for them. Okay, my final tip. Keep a similar bedtime routine or try as best you can. And I know part of being on vacation is not being on as strict of a schedule. And I want you to embrace some of that. But Whatever you can do to bring a little bit of that normalcy to their bedtime routine, it's really going to help them self-regulate. Kids in general, especially infants and toddlers, they really thrive off of that routine and that consistency. So even if you're maybe not getting back to the hotel until 8.30, so you're not starting bedtime until close to nine o'clock, and maybe you normally do bedtime at 7.30 at home, That's okay. That's part of the fun of being on vacation. But make sure you try and do the same things in the same order that you would do at home. Make sure that you bring their lovies, 
their sound machines, if they have a diffuser in their room, if they have a special nightlight, maybe that's not too big. If they have special nighttime cups like ours do, they like to drink their water during the night and they have special extra non-leaking cups. Whatever is their comfort and their normal at home, bring those for them. I know that it seems like more that you have to pack. And y'all, I was a minimalist packer before kids. And I've even gotten us in a pretty good spot being minimalist packers for a family of five. But these little things, the comforts of home for them, it can really make nighttime so much better. So then they're sleeping better. They're happier the next day. You're getting a good night's sleep. You're happier the next day. So just Trust me on this one that keeping their bedtime routine really similar and normal for them and bringing a few of those objects from home that are really going to help them feel the comfort, it can make all the difference in the world. We also tried to bring three or four of our smallest, thinnest, I guess, bedtime books that are easy to pack. And I tried bringing books that were not our regular bedtime books because I was really trying to pick all of the thinnest ones that I could to bring with us, but they didn't like those. I mean, I'm just, they, they knew that those were not the selection of bedtime books that, that we read. So you know your kids, you know what's best, you know what's gonna make them happy, you know what's going to give them peace. And I encourage you, to embrace that and to help everyone have a better time on vacation by bringing the comforts of home and keeping their bedtime similar. So a quick recap on all of the things that we just talked about. Less is more when you're traveling with kids, infants and toddlers especially, don't overdo it. Try to keep a similar bedtime routine and find a local playground. And if you can't find that local playground, go ahead and see if maybe there's an indoor playground that you can take your kids to. And if you're looking for more of our best tips for traveling with infants and toddlers, we actually have nine of them in total. And you can grab our guide at the link that I'll put in the description so that you can read all nine of our tips for traveling with toddlers and babies. And I'm just, it's got so much great information in there. These are all of the things that we've learned over five years of traveling with infants, toddlers, multiple kids, three kids now. And and we've done road trips and plane travel. We've done international travel with Hunter. And this is everything that we have learned that we have put into one three-page guide for you so that you can read all of the things that you need to know to make traveling with toddlers and babies so much less stressful. And you can really get back to enjoying the travel that you do as a family. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your day with us. If you love today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend. Any resources mentioned today will be linked in the description and you can always find even more details in the show notes. And remember, you can find us over on Instagram at messy underscore wonderful. We hope you'll subscribe to the show so you get notified when a new episode comes out. We'd also be so grateful if you take just a second to leave us a review. 
We appreciate your reviews and sharing about the show more than you know. See y'all next week.